Hey, you Ellen Dwellers! Welcome to episode 10 of Dwellin' on Ellen. I am your host, Sarah Kennedy, and today we are talking about Ellen's coming out process, which for most people is not as public as uh, poor Ellen's, but hers is very, very public, and it happened this month 20 years ago, which is why we're talking about it today. Um, before we jump into everything, I do want to warn you guys that we are going to be talking a lot about the two of the episode part one and part two in which Ellen does come out. So if you haven't seen the puppy episode, which is the title of it, part one and part two, stop stop listening to the podcast right now. Go and watch it. You can watch it on the ABC app or on ABC.com and then come back, come back to me. You know what I mean? Um, and another thing before we jump into things, I wanted to kind of talk about like 20 years ago was kind of a big deal. I mean, that was 1997, and not to make you guys feel old, but I found this article of other things that are turning 20 this year uh, that are it's pretty, pretty crazy. Harry Potter came out in 1997, so Harry Potter's 20 years old. Also, South Park and Buffy are both, they both, it's both, it's been 20 years since both of them have come out. Um, also, the tw- 20 years ago was when the Teletubbies started, so I don't know how old you were in um, 1997, but for some younger people, that's kind of a, that's a real big deal. Um, Simone Biles was born 20 years ago. Uh, it was Princess Diana's death was 20 years ago in August, and also Spice World came out, but at the tail end of 1997. I really remember it from 1998, because I went and saw it with my family for my brother's birthday. But that's a that's another podcast that we'll do about the Spice Girls later. We're still talking about Ellen. Also, um, Goodwill Hunting, Men in Black, and Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion all came out 20 years ago. So that can give you guys a little bit of context about the time in which Ellen came out as gay. Um, and what, what else was happening during that time? Um, it's kind of a big deal that she came out, you know? I don't know if you know that. Um, but... At the time, there had never been a lead character on a TV show who was gay. And so it's because of her that, um, you know, Will and Grace exists and um, my future sitcom will exist and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good thing for us to talk about it today. So let's go ahead and get started. For this first segment, I want to apologize because last week I teased that we would be talking about this interview that she did with Diane Sawyer, but I, I, I inaccurately called it a Dateline, that Ellen was doing an um, a interview with Dateline, and that's not true. Dateline is an NBC show, and uh, Diane Sawyer works for the ABC network, and so I probably should have guessed that those were not gonna match up. She did an interview for 2020 that came out the same week as the episode she came out on. And then also there was a follow-up on Primetime Live, which was kind of like a an ABC dateline that wasn't 2020 um, the next week. And the next week, it was after her interview, and they actually interviewed her mom and her brother and her dad, which was uh, pretty, pretty interesting. They have the... It's very hard to find the 2020 interview online. There was somebody who, like, recorded their TV while they were playing, like, a VHS copy of it. And it, um, the audio quality is so messed up, so I don't have any clips from it, unfortunately, for today. But I will share the link if you guys want to see it. The Primetime Live one that showed the week afterwards with her mom and her brother, there's a great quality version of that one. So you should definitely go check out that interview, too, because it's very, very interesting. However, the 2020 interview is what I want to talk about, because that's the one that is the most iconic. That's the one where, um... You know, Ellen really gets a chance to tell her side of the story outside of the the Time magazine and outside of just on her sitcom. So the 2020 interview is really the most important one. 
And it's so interesting to watch it 20 years in the future because she is tackling some really tough, really, like, awful questions that Diane Sawyer's asking because at this at the time they were like pretty middle of the road questions. Diane Sawyer's being a tough interviewer, you know, but she's um hitting her with stuff that other people would normally say and you even on the Oprah episode where she comes out later, you um there's also people in the audience who ask her some really tough questions too. Really, I mean just really inappropriate stuff. Like one of the questions oh, and the thing about it is like I'll get to one of the questions here in a second, but Ellen is so gracious throughout the whole thing, and it's kind of amazing that she went through this gauntlet even just before the episode came out, and then on top of that, having to go through all the weird stuff in her career, um, where her sitcom got canceled, her other sitcom couldn't get picked up off the ground, her, her relationships were in the news way more than she was for being a performer. It was, I mean, that's a, that's a lot for somebody to go through, but then you can kind of see, like, the fractal, tiny version of that in these interview, in this interview, um, because Diane Sawyer asks her things like, have you ever slept with men? Which, to me, that sounds like a really personal question. If you want to know, Ellen has slept with two dudes, uh, but she didn't like it either time. So, um, that gives you some information there. Also, there was a question that Diane Sawyer asked that was, like, um, something to the idea of, like, do you think that there's a biological response that some people have when they see gay people that makes them feel icky? Which is, I mean, whether or not that may be true, that's just such a, I don't know, it's an impolite thing to ask somebody on TV, of course. And then Ellen, being, again, so gracious, says, sure, I'm sure there is. That's fine. I don't want people to feel icky. Don't watch my show if you're going to feel icky about it. I'm not, I'm, I want to make people laugh and make people be happy. So nice. So gracious. Then the probably the, the, the most, like, outlandish, out-of-this-world part of the whole interview is that, um... Diane Sawyer is trying to make a connection to uh, Murphy Brown, the the other sitcom that came out that predates Ellen. And um, she talks about how when Murphy Brown had a baby as a plot point in the TV show, the the vice president at the time, Dan Quayle, kind of came on TV and went on this huge rant about how Murphy Brown was like an affront to family values and that like feminism was bad and like all this kind of stuff. So trying to, like, call back to that, uh, Diane Sawyer went out of her way to actually ask Dan Quayle for his reaction to Ellen coming out. And she, like, tells Ellen, like, hey, hey, I got a chance to ask Dan Quayle what he thinks about this. And you just see Ellen's face be like, really? Did ya? Okay, I'm sure, (laughs) I don't, I'm sure he's not for it. And then Diane Sawyer's like, and here's his response. And what Dan Quayle has said is that he would like, if at one point ever, there could be a favorable, a favorable portrayal of a pro-life Christian woman. And then Diane Sawyer's like, what do you think about that, Ellen? And then Ellen's like, well, I sure, I, what? Of course, I, I think that that would be fine. Like, there's plenty of room for all sorts of portrayals of all sorts of people on television. Have her be, like, right up against me on the same night, even. And then let's see how it goes. So, again, Ellen is an angel throughout the entire thing. And, um... It's a really interesting chunk of tele- television, though. But not as interesting as the puppy episode itself. So let's go on to the next segment and talk about it. A couple of little things to give you guys some more context about th- this episode in particular. Uh, this happened in the fourth season of Ellen's show. Um, they had kind of solidified the cast by this point. Um, and, you know, the the 
network had kind of been a little bit worried that, that Ellen wasn't in a serious relationship by this point. Like, she had dated, dated dudes throughout other seasons, but nothing ever very serious. And she didn't really have a family or anything like that. She just kind of hung out with her friends, which is great, but there's always there's already a show about friends. And by the time that friends got to this point in their sitcom, a lot of them had been paired off or were in very serious relationships. So the network wasn't quite understanding why Ellen wasn't having a boyfriend, although I'm pretty sure the network knew that she was gay. Um, I don't actually have a solid answer on that one, so don't take my word for that. Um, but they did suggest, like, hey, why don't, why doesn't Ellen maybe get a puppy? And we see her trying to raise a dog! And then they were like, what? No. And so, while they were kind of coming back and forth about, like, they were going back and forth about all this and trying to figure out what they could end up uh, kind of tackling in the season. Then Ellen was like, well, why don't, why doesn't, why won't, I mean, Ellen should just come out as gay because I'm gay. And then she decided, well, I'll come out as gay. And well, you know, honestly, people knew it had been like kind of spoiled for everybody that Ellen's character was going to come out as gay. So then people were like, well, does that mean that Ellen, the person is going to come out as gay? And there was a couple, there's a little bit of back and forth about that kind of stuff. And on the show, there's a whole bunch of teasing, little things, like, little inside jokes that kind of built up over the, the whole season that kind of led to both of them coming out at the same time, Ellen DeGeneres and her character, Ellen Morgan. This, this episode was, it was, it, they, they, well, first off, they showed it during sweeps, and it's not like it was, like, a weird sweep scrab where they just had, like, a cheap lady kissing scene or anything like that, and it was never addressed. Like, this was a really big, the ABC made a big deal out of it. And so they were really pushing a lot of advertisement, advertisement behind it, even though there were some advertisers during it that pulled out. It was a whole thing, too. Um, so they were kind of... It's a little, ex, like, a exploitive. Ex, exploitative. 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 <laughs> Why can't I remember that word right now? They kind of were exploiting her and what was going on for sweeps. But at the same time, it is a big deal, so make a big deal out of it. Um, and they placed a viewer discretion warning before each of the half hours of this, of this two-part episode, which is the first time in the show's history that that had ever happened. And I will tell you that that was something that they continued to do after Ellen's character was just an out lesbian on the show. So it's pretty crazy because there's very few uh, episodes of Ellen that are anything more than just like a few gay jokes and just talking about it. But they all got these like viewer discretion advisements uh, at the beginning of all their episodes, including the puppy episode part one and part two. The puppy episode, the full thing, had 42 million viewers. It won a Peabody Award and it won an Emmy. So that was pretty important television right there. Uh, if you've never seen it before and you didn't take my advice at the beginning, let me give you a short rundown of what happens. Ellen uh, meets up with her old friend Richard and uh, he's in town for business, and so he brings a colleague with him. Her name is Susan. Susan is played by Laura Dern, who we all know from being Laura Dern. Uh, so he kind of goes on this date with Ellen and then brings her back to his hotel room, and then is like, maybe they're going to hook up. And then Ellen gets really weirded out, and so then she's out in the hotel like hallway, and then Susan sees her and brings her into her hotel room and then tells Ellen that she's gay, and then Ellen gets freaked out again, um, and actually there's a really funny interaction with Susan while Ellen is freaking out because Ellen is like, you're not trying to recruit me. And then Susan's like, I, I mean, I'm <laughs> too bad. I'm not trying to recruit you because if I could just get one more then I would have gotten that toaster oven. 
Um, and it's a pretty funny moment. Um, and then Ellen, like, again, freaks out about it, then thinks about it for a few days, and she consults her therapist, who is played by Oprah, and she decides that, you know what, she is gay, and she's gonna go tell Susan that she's gay, and then we get one of the best moments in television history. This is, this is so hard, but I, 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 I think I've realized that I am, I can't even say the word. Why can't I say the word? I mean, why can't I just say? I mean, what is wrong? That why why do I have to be so ashamed? I mean, why can't I just say the truth? I mean, be who I am. I'm 35 years old. I'm so afraid to tell people. I mean, I just Susan, I'm gay. I can tell you guys that I, since doing this podcast and a little bit before that, I have seen this clip uh, hundreds of times. And every single time I see it or hear it, it makes me laugh out loud. It's so funny like, that she just leans into that microphone and then announces it to the whole airport. It is... Oh, God, it's so funny. So that's the end of um, the first part of the episode. The second part of the episode, a whole another half an hour, is a lot harder to find on the internet, and that's what makes me so thankful that ABC has actually re-ran the episodes, all of the episodes, on their website, because what I was originally using was YouTube, and YouTube does have all of the episodes, but they only have part one of the puppy episode. So my last re-watching didn't get to include the second part of this episode, and the second part of this episode has some of the most, like, iconic stuff in it that I remember from when I watched the show as, like, a little girl. So the second part of the episode is really all about Ellen wanting to come out to her friends. Like, finally, she's kind of come out to herself. She's told her therapist. She's told Susan. So now she just needs to tell her friends. But the episode starts out with Ellen having this crazy dream, and you're in the dream. You're, like, watching her as she's pushing a cart through a grocery store. And while she's doing that, she keeps getting, like, approached by people who are, like, doing, like, bringing up gay jokes and bringing up gay things. Like, there's a there's a sale on melons at the, <laughs> at the grocery store, and so Laura Dern walks through carrying two cantaloupes, and she's like, Ellen, did you hear about the sale on melons? And she keeps walking by. There's a ton of cameos. Some of them make sense. Like, Katie Lang is, um, has a big cameo, and it's played for a lot of laughs. Gina Gershon, who is actually not gay, but she was, uh, she played a gay character in the movie Bound. She played Corky in Bound, which is, um... What a movie! You should see that. You should see that movie. Um, it's a, it's pretty crazy. Um, and so then she, she's there. But then there's a couple really confusing ones. Oh, Jimmy Schmizu's there too. That's a, that's a really important one. Real cool. Um, there's a couple of confusing ones. Like Billy Bob Thornton is there, and this is before he dated Angelina Jolie. It was right after Sling Blade. So there's a Sling Blade joke, but I don't really get why he's there. I don't know what the gay joke is for that. And then Demi Moore is there, and Demi Moore has short hair because I think she was still kind of growing it out from G.I. Jane. But she's also dressed, I mean, pretty much like Pee Wee Herman, and she's wearing these thick frame glasses. So I didn't know it was her. I just kept trying to figure out, like, who is this cute gay girl that I've never heard of from the 90s that just kind of pops in and out? And it's not a gay girl. It's, a, it's Demi Moore, who we all know was married to Bruce Willis and Ashton Kutcher. Or she was with Ashton Kutcher. They got married, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um... So, but she was there, and she looked real gay, so cool, I guess. So that part is really funny, and then Ellen wakes up, and she proceeds to tell her friend Peter, who's gay first, that she's gay, and he's so excited, uh, and then 
everybody comes in, and it's almost like a reverse um, intervention. So, like, they're all sitting there waiting for her to tell her this big news, and then she kind of, like, beats around the bush and does, like, her cool, meandery, talky, funny thing that she always does. Uh, and then Peter, because he's so excited, he goes, Ellen, just tell them you're gay! And then everybody, like, <gasps> gasps. And then the first person to break the ice is Audrey... And Audrey gets up, and she's like, I think it's swell. And then she's so sweet to Ellen, and it's so nice because it just pops all the tension, and then everybody else gets a chance to congratulate her and tell her how amazing it is that she's um, making this choice to be herself. Not that she's making a choice to be gay, but to, to actually live her life truthfully. Uh, it's amazing. It's the, the whole two parts of the episode are, are just incredible television. Um, and I remember watching this when I was um, 11, I, my whole family sat down and we watched it like it was the Super Bowl. It was such a big deal in our house to watch it. And I was, again, 11, so I didn't know that I was gay at the time. And so I just remember watching this and thinking like, okay, I, this lady wants to date girls and that's a big deal for some reason. Um, but good for her. It seems like things are working out for her. Um, although I will say at the very end of the second part of the episode, you find out that Susan has a girlfriend and has pretty much almost, almost been cheating on her girlfriend with Ellen. No good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go, let's go back. Okay, so I remember watching it. I was 11. Also, you know, it, growing up, I had uh, gay dudes in my life. Like, my mom's best friend's brother was gay, and I had met him before. And then I remember that the music director at my church was gay, and he actually got fired because he came out to, um, like, the council or the people at our church, and then they decided that he couldn't work there anymore. Which, looking back, is... Um, crappy. That's, that's really bad. That's awful. And I hate that that happened to that guy. Um, but that, that's kind of, that, that kind of sets the, gives you some idea of what my concept of being gay was at the time. And then also, you know, Ellen's coming out and it's a big deal. And I know I'm seeing it everywhere as an 11 year old. She's on the cover of magazines. People are yelling stuff about her and protesting her. People are asking weird questions to Dan Quayle about what he thinks about her, all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was definitely weird and kind of, I mean, it's important that Ellen did what she did because I was able to see a person go through all of that and then because she has been progressing in her life and her career while I also was progressing in my life, um, you know, at about a, a 10 year gap or 10 year, you know, I'm 10 years behind where Ellen is, I watching somebody go ahead of me and get through things, and get through things with such grace is, um, inspiring. And it also shows that it's possible. Like, you don't have to just, I mean, if you watch most gay movies, right, uh, the people, uh, lesbians in particular are villains, they are bad guys, they, they die, so they're either bad guys or victims. And if that was your only concept of what could happen to uh, a girl who was gay, it would make you double terrified and it already you know it already is pretty scary to come out and so to have somebody go through it live through it be accepted by their family and then through like by the time I was out of high school she had her talk show and so she had come out of the hard part of the hardest part of it and was not only successful but successful beyond what she could have ever imagined moms all over the country are obsessed with the Ellen DeGeneres show, the talk show. And she comes into their house every single day and spends time with them. And everybody loves her. And so that's just, that's a, an, an incredibly inspiring thing. And I, I hope that I'm able to um, 
have that kind of grace in in under fire which let's not talk about the show grace under fire that that was crazy um but that was also on tv at the same time as ellen so there was that also one more thing before we we move on i the tv the the episode ends with this scene over the credits where it's ellen at a coffee shop and susan is there laura dern is sitting there and then Melissa Etheridge is, like, going through paperwork, and she's having Ellen sign and initial and sign and initial a whole bunch of pages. Then she goes through with a stamp and stamps a whole bunch of pages, and then she turns to Susan, and she goes, congratulations, uh, here's your toaster oven. And then she hands Laura Dern a big toaster oven, and it brought back the joke. So that's, that's pretty funny stuff. Okay, let's go ahead and go to the end. <laughs> That's the end of today's episode, you guys. Next week, we're going to talk about all of the best awards that Ellen has won, uh, including the fact that she has won the honor of having Kate McKinnon do her impression of her on, on Saturday Night Live. So we're talking about that next week, too. Until then, please rate and review this podcast, Dwellin' on Ellen, on iTunes. And also follow the show on Twitter, Dwellin' on Ellen, all one word. Uh, and let's talk about Ellen there. I post a lot of links in. Uh, I'd love to talk to you guys there. So please meet us on the, the Twitter sphere. Is that the Twitterverse? You guys know. You're cooler than me. You must know. Uh, and then I, I, I like to make sure to feature you guys. So any reviews or, or, or tweets and stuff that you throw out there, um, I like to bring up here on the TV show. Also, um, not on the TV show, sorry, on the podcast, on the podcast. Also, one more time, uh, the last episode of this podcast is in a couple weeks, and we're going to be talking about Ellen's legacy. I mentioned this in the last episode, and I want to bring it back again. Uh, I have a phone number set up, and if you guys can call and leave a voicemail with just a few words, a few kind words about what Ellen has meant to you. I would love to feature them on the last episode of Dwelling on Ellen. Uh, just a shout out to Frank. Frank is one of our most engaged listeners out there. He's already called and left his voicemail, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. So please join Frank. Call this phone number, 505-652-4565. Again, one more time. That's 505 652 Four five six five. Leave just something short, something sweet about Ellen, about how she's impacted you, a funny memory you have of hers, and uh, I'll make sure to include it in the big montage that we're doing on my last, um, on my birthday show, which is May fifth. Um, until then, you guys, you are awesome. Thank you for listening. I love getting to do this every week and spend this time with you guys and with Ellen. Uh, and I will see you all next Friday. Bye. <laughs>